Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm here with Ashley Coffey, certified nutritionist and gem of a human. Her social media is full of good energy and colorful recipes. So Ash, we're so happy to have you. Would you mind telling us a little bit about you and how you got drawn to nutrition? Of course. Well, first of all, I obviously have to say thank you so much for inviting me on. I really appreciate all of the love and support you've already showed to me and all of the support that your SD besties have already shown to my social media, which by the way, that name, I love it. <laughs> so cute. It's no, so you, are, cute. you are our honorary SD and you're our go-to nutritionist now. I love it. And next up, it'll be you. Absolutely. But yeah, back to your question. So about me, I'm a certified nutritionist. I got certified through ISSA online. It's a great program and I really enjoyed studying and going through that process. And I truly believe that dieting shouldn't be about deprivation just because they're can be everything from disordered eating to just different dietary needs that sometimes aren't benefited by someone completely operating from a place of lack. So instead, I believe that satisfaction should be the goal when creating a dietary plan. And so for me, I kind of like to think of myself as like a healthier version of a Paula Deen or like a Patty <laughs> LaBelle where, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that there should be a great and fun way to be able to enjoy the foods that you love, but, you know, in moderation or through portion control so that you're not stressed when you're thinking about making a lifestyle change, but instead can be a happier and healthier person. And so I decided to get my certification during COVID and I did a pivot. I was working in entertainment, so I kind of have a, a similar background to you. I wasn't working specifically, you know, at like E! News, but I was doing um, entertainment publicity. And yeah, then I... Big deal. <laughs> no, I mean, I love too when you were working um, at E! News. It was just, it, I feel like that was the thing, like after college, you, you, you know, go and work somewhere that has a lot of, you know, notoriety behind it and you meet a lot of people, but then life takes you in another direction for whatever yes. reason. Mm -hmm. yes. And I love that you had that openness to pivot. It's so cool because I see you and I can just tell you seem very lit up and excited about what we're doing. And Ash and I went to college together. We were in the same sorority <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it was a totally different energy back then where I feel like it was very much about like LinkedIn and your resume mm -hmm. and just 
impressing people. And I love this shift where we can step into things that excite us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just think that for anyone who's listening, like I think you had mentioned on a previous podcast episode that if you know you're feeling the desire or the urge to make that pivot, <laughs> make the pivot. And I, I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm sure you're learning through your nutrition coaching program and that I'm learning because I'm signing up to do an additional certification to be a health coach that, you know, it really is about motivating the client. It's as much about knowing, you know, about ATP and stored energy and converting glucose and, you know, all of that scientific backing to what we do is important, but it really is about motivating people to be the best version of themselves and to truly trust themselves, which is something that I think you're so good at because, for instance, I think on a previous podcast episode, someone was asking a question about themselves and, you know, you really try and pivot it back to the fact that, you know, it's not just a one size fits all. Like it's not just, oh, what kind of moisturizer should I use? It's like, well, okay, babe, there's so many <laughs> factors that can go into that. But you know, it's, it's just at the end of the day, if you can keep someone motivated to whatever their goal is, that's what's so important. And that's what really drives me to be goal oriented and to not just want to empower people to be the best version of themselves and really benefit from the mind-body connection that eating well and exercising well can have. But at the end of the day, I just like to do different things. Like I'm also working on getting my master's in interior architecture right now. So, you know, for anyone out there listening, thinking that it's too late to start something or they feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't for X, Y, and Z reason. I hope that after listening to this podcast, you feel more motivated, more inspired, and more compelled to do what sets your heart what sets your heart on fire. Yes, I love that, Ash, so so much. And <laughs> I was stalking your website and saw you were getting your master's in architecture, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's really doing it all. But I love that, and I feel like we have a lot of parallels in terms of yeah. Now I'm trying nutrition out and studying that, and I feel like these things don't have to be a hundred percent like connected or in the same sphere. I feel like there's things you learn from every job that can apply to your life. So why not explore the things that you're interested in? Yes. Yes. Okay. And going back to what you said, Ash, about making a wellness program customized to where the person is at, I guess would be a way to phrase it. I really get that from your recipes. I feel like even if you weren't a traditional wellness girly, you would think, you know, these recipes look very approachable and they just look delicious. So <laughs> what are some of your go-tos that maybe a busy student or a busy business owner that you could see them fitting into their lifestyle? Oh, I love that. That's a great question. I think, as you mentioned about having a busy lifestyle, I think a lot of people 
can benefit from meal prep. That's something that is is super easy to do. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it who listen to this podcast, but if not, the concept is basically to prepare your meals ahead of time in a larger portion so that you can portion them out throughout the week. So you pick one day where you spend an hour prepping out maybe you know depending on what your dietary concerns are but maybe your plant based so you ground up all of your beyond meat patties and season it you get all of your brown rice cooked you get all of your broccoli cooked and then you know you portion it out and eat that same thing throughout the week now there's some people out there speaking of customizing plans for everyone's needs some people are like girl i i can't be eating beyond meat and broccoli and brown rice three days in a row um you know but some people like that consistency so for some people who like to switch it up a bit um one thing i recommend is for instance like with brown rice some people steer clear of not getting one of the microwavable versions but there are some that are low sodium that are just the brown rice that you can pop in your microwave and cook super easy you just need to do that um if you do eat meat you know you have um your chicken that you cook up real quick and then add some tomatoes and black beans and you're good to go with a little burrito bowl. Um, I'm also a fan of smoothies. Um, Those are quick and easy. And how you've mentioned before, you know, like sometimes you'll have frozen celery in the smoothies that (laughs) you mentioned, which are always so good. Also oranges and smoothie. That's next level, girl. I, I didn't start doing that until you recommended that. So Honestly, shout out to you for just <laughs> being you. <laughs> no, I um, love that, that recipe with the celery, frozen celery and clementines. Give it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of recipes, I'm ready for, you know, no pressure. But if you put out a pamphlet of recipes that are online in a PDF, I'm I'm clicking, I'm I'm clicking buy. I'm buying it. So just I'm just putting it out there because yeah. Um, so yeah, of course. So yeah, I think those are a few quick things that I really like. Um, and then also for me, I really love a good brown rice pasta. I really think it's about keeping items stocked up in your house that you can use and you can just grab and cook without having to put too much effort into it. So there's that. But like I said, you know, with every person, there's so many different variations and what they might need in terms of a special diet. There's keto, there's paleo, there's gluten-free, there's plant-based, there's um, pescatarian, you know. So I just think it's about finding what your body truly loves, what you truly find desirable, and then finding quick ways to either meal prep those foods or to um, find quicker ways to make them. Kind of like Rachel Ray had those, what was it, 30-minute meals? She used to have (laughs) have those. If you couldn't tell, I grew up watching Food Network. I was all about that. Okay. No, I'm curious because obviously in college together, I believe advertising and that's like kind of how I always thought of you in that like marketing advertising hub what drew you to 
take the take the leap and sign up to study nutrition? Was it something you always were interested in? Yeah, it's always something I was interested in, but it was something that I never really took the plunge or the dive to really get into until COVID gave me a lot of extra time to just really think about what I truly felt like was something that I was passionate about. And for me, I've always been passionate about making recipes and experimenting. I think that's always been something that's been a passion of mine. Plus, I really just like how I would be able to help people through small lifestyle changes. And I feel like when you make those quick shifts in your diet, it can really transform your mood. It can transform your hormones. It just, it completely transforms your life. And I think that's also a reason why it's super cool that you, someone who's a licensed esthetician is getting into nutrition because I feel like I'm super excited because all of your meals or most of your meals will be filled with, you know, anti-inflammatory foods or foods that won't break you out. And I think that niche, here I am being a marketing girl, (laughs) that niche is so, is, it's, it's much needed. And I, I am so excited to know that you are the person that's going to help break through that barrier because, you know, there are certain foods that break us out that you would know way more about than I would. And that's another thing that kind of drew me to nutrition too, just being frank. Growing up as an acne prone girl, there would be times when I would be like, well, was it what I ate? Like I'm, I'm washing my face. I'm quote unquote, you know, and they're like, are you drinking enough water? I'm like, okay. Girl, yeah, I'm I'm more hydrated than Niagara Falls right now. Um, it's it's probably something else, you know. So so yeah, I think that's another thing that drew me to it is just growing up having acne prone skin and just kind of wondering if my diet did have something to do with it. So you know, everything comes full circle. Totally, no, it does. Thank you. You're so validating. I'm I'm, I'm being honest though I appreciate you for saying that but yes yeah no I think honestly for me too nutrition was just something I've always been curious about my mom used to take me to farmers markets when I was younger and I feel like that opened up a whole new world for me and even just going into grocery stores like I was always really interested in it I always loved fitness and when I was diagnosed with a chronic illness and started working with a naturopath, that opened up a lot of um, doors for me too. And I was just seeing how through her recommendations, I was able to improve my lifestyle and, you know, in ways that I, I had never talked about with any Western doctors. So it's always been really interesting to me too, and just curious to see where it'll lead. And you know, I haven't even thought about how I'm going to implement it in my business exactly, but the passion is there. And I feel like we owe it to ourselves to go for those passions. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. It's, it's all about leading with passion and something I think you talk about a lot too is Simon Sinek's theory of finding your why. And that, yeah, that to me is, is super important. And 
at least for me, yeah, my a big part of my why is just helping out specifically friends and family. That's kind of where it started. But okay. yeah, I'm yeah, I, I would love to help as many people as possible make lifestyle shifts that make sense for them. And I'm just I, I'm just really grateful that I had the opportunity to make that pivot and to be able to read as much as I can and study. And so like how you said, I'm not sure where specifically the health coaching aspect of the new certificate or the new certificate that I'm getting is going to take me. But I'm excited because I just really want to marry those worlds together of the behavioral changes that can happen, the physiological changes that can happen, and the physical changes Mm -hmm. that can happen through making small changes and then getting big results. Yes, I think it's perfect for you because you are very informed, very compassionate, and I just see this being like a beautiful marriage of all of your strengths. And when people come to you, Ash, whether it be like friends, family, clients, are there any like commonalities or common threads you see as far as trends um, where people have certain hurdles to get over when it comes to nutrition? That's a great question. I would definitely say, I'll say one trend and then I'll t- I'll talk about the hurdle. So one trend I notice is a lot of people are like I feel like I know what I need to do. It's just, you know, a matter of doing it or um making the time to do it because I've noticed that when people come to me it's not the first time they're trying to make some form of shift in their dietary habits. And I think that's great because I think at the end of the day, you have to be your biggest motivator because as your nutritionist, I can only present the plan, but I can't be the one that either gains the weight or loses the weight for you, depending on what your your goals are. So I would say um, one of the biggest hurdles would probably be time. So I think it's great that you asked that question originally about what does someone do when they feel like they don't have enough time to eat in a more nutritious or nutrient dense way? Um, and of course, you ask that because you're always so well prepared. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And then I think another thing too is people who are stressed sometimes don't realize the impact that their eating habits have on their stress or how those two things are correlated. So I think that's what really drew me to learning more about being a health coach and learning more about that whole mind body connection is because when you're stressed, you make decisions you might normally regret. And then you get into a cycle of guilt, which no one wants. So I think it's really about getting to the root of your why is very important. And the last thing I'll say about that is when you want to make a shift, I think the goal really needs about needs to be about being happier mentally, physically, and emotionally, not just about hitting the goal weight. Um, and I think when you when you reach that 
that that marriage of the pathos and the ethos behind what it is that you're doing, then your plan will fully work. Mm. Yep. Yep. Hit the nail on the head. (laughs) And, you know, working in skin and with nutrition and people's bodies, like these are very behavioral um, fields and practices. And we're working, like for me, I noticed that's a, a challenge too. Like you said, you can provide the plan, but you know, you can only do so much. And it's, it's similar as estheticians when we're working on skin, we can do extractions, we can do treatments, we can provide home care and give the step-by-step. But at the end of the day, it's really up to the client to make those choices every single day. And having that why is so important. And I really do think it is an inside out approach, whether we're talking about nutrition or skin. And it's so much deeper than just, you know, superficial, having a little bit of weight on you or seeing acne on the surface. These things really affect people and affect their day to day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really about that motivation and it's about finding someone, whether it's a nutritionist that you connect with that motivates you or an esthetician on Mm -hmm. TikTok that's been blowing up. Maybe her name's (laughs) Tess. It probably is Tess. Um, But yeah, it's really about finding the circle of people that can motivate you and, and keep you motivated. Because I mean, in life, there's going to be days where you feel great and you're like, I have the energy to work out and meal prep and get everything done. And then there's the days where it's like, all right, work has gotten it. I don't want to say work has gotten in the way. I try to be lead with positivity, but you know, there are days when just you have work that you're grateful that you have a paycheck for, but then you, you know, it increases stress perhaps or it just doesn't allow you to have the free time that you wish you had to meal prep. And so it's really just about finding the motivation, finding um, and targeting what may be your stressor or your trigger and just celebrating the journey every step of the way. I think that's why if you go to my Instagram, I try and integrate some motivational aspects to it because I think that's a big part of the journey is <laughs> just staying motivated and, and, but also staying realistic. I think that's super important. Totally, totally. And the stress piece is so huge. And another parallel with skin, sometimes it's like the person has all the right products. Like they know the directions to a T or in your case, they might have the meal prep and, you know, they go to the grocery store and they're doing all the right things, but stress can really be that like final block that gets in the way of people's um, progress. How would you say as a nutritionist stress affects our bodies? Well, I'd say the first thing is it completely affects our hormones. Um, And through that, it therefore can affect our moods. And I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is trying to reach a state of homeostasis and trying to reach a balance, you know, whether it be, all right, my balance is having clear skin or my balance is, you know, reaching a target weight and then staying there. And I just think that 
ways that we can be proactive about the ways that stress can affect us are honestly having an action plan, especially for those people out there that are action oriented. Obviously, when things arise, usually it feels like it's out of our control. Um, But if we have certain benchmarks in place or certain elements that we know help us decrease the cortisol levels when they increase, it's fantastic. Whether that be um, working out, even if it's just taking a walk, it doesn't have to be a full aerobic exercise. It can be something that just helps us clear our minds. And then in turn, in us clearing our minds, then we can help to balance out our stress, we can lower our blood pressure, and we can come back to that happy place of homeostasis that I was talking about. I think it it also ties into, you know, what is that thing that makes us happiest when we put in our mouths? You know, food is a great way to de-stress us in in healthy ways, you know, whether it's, well, I really like chocolate, but maybe I'll make the switch to a cacao and nut milk and cinnamon latte that I can make in the morning mm. that's super quick and okay. easy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I've really been down with cacao as of late. Okay. Okay. That's a good tip. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing with stress is just to realize that a bad day is only 24 hours and just know that, you know, if you are stressed about something, you will be able to overcome it. And, Mm -hmm. and just knowing that you have everything within you to be able to persevere and make it and that you're going to. Yeah. I think it's just having that, that overarching realistic yet ground realistic and grounded understanding of who you are as a person and just realizing what works for you. Cause you know, it's not a one size fits all thing with stress or skincare or, you know, dieting, like we were talking about. It's really about understanding yourself, what makes you happy, what's going to keep you motivated, and who are the people around you or who are the accounts that you want to follow on social media mm-hmm. that will yes. help keep going. Yes, community is huge for mm-hmm. our emotional health and mm-hmm. it affects our bodies. So, Totally, totally agree, Ash. You said it perfectly. Um, So yeah, I could ask you questions all day, but I have some more listener questions for you. And I think these are going to be fun. Okay. So I'll just fire away. The first one is, and you touched on this a little bit, white rice versus brown. What are the benefits slash negatives? Which one is healthier? Yeah, for me, I'm definitely a brown rice girl. It's definitely what I use in my everyday life, especially in terms of the glycemic index. If a lot of you don't know what that is, it's basically ranked in terms of low, medium, and high, and the effects that it can have on your body, especially for those who may be predisposed. Sorry, that may have a predisposition. I'm making up words that may that may have a predisposition to uh, 
things like diabetes. So for me, I'm all about brown rice because it's lower on the glycemic index. It's a whole grain. Um, It does take a little bit longer to cook. But for me, it's also what I've learned is that it's a great source of fiber. So if you do have a a diet where you're thinking, well, shoot, okay, it's still a carb, a carb's a carb, but having fiber Mm -hmm. in there, especially um, soluble fibers will help Mm -hmm. with your overall digestion. So I'm team brown rice on that one. I'm team brown rice too. I I love the flavor of it. My mom used to make it a lot growing up and it kind of has that like nutty, just, I don't know. I'm kind of a purist. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that energy from it. And it's funny. I feel like everything I just read in my chapter about fiber is what (laughs) Ashley just told us. But yeah, you're getting the whole grain. You're getting rice that um, hasn't gone through that extra process, right, Ash, of like removing the whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just but different. Like, you know, I think it could it could depend on the person. It's interesting also that Ash mentions the glycemic index because that is so huge when it comes to acne. Typically, we see an increase in acne or increased inflammation when we've like tipped that glycemic load. So a lot of times it's the more classic American diet that has higher glycemic foods, um, which can can include like, those processed um, white flours or white rice, but not to say it can't fit in the lifestyle. It's just kind of about evaluating goals, right, Ash? Oh, yeah. Speak on it. Yes. <laughs> you I'm you are so well educated already. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait to see all of the amazing things you do when you graduate. But yes, you nailed it. You hit all the markers. And yeah, I think especially when it comes to processed grains like a flour. Um, Yeah, those I'm sure you've noticed, like you said, are just not the best when it comes to acne prevention. And on top of that, I think because, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like it it ties in to the gut health and is does the gut health has a lot to do right with overall skin health. Okay, yes. You Mm -hmm. know it. Yeah. And it's (laughs) It's like, just like you said, your clients come to you and they're like, I kind of know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, providing the education and the right information. But again, I think it always depends on somebody's goals. And what confused me, Ash, was like, you would see on social media when it comes to meal prep, a lot of fitness accounts making white rice and leaning more that way. Um, compared to brown. But in that situation, to me, what I'm getting is people want that quick, easy carb that translates to their workout. So that's where it kind of could depend on the goal. Yes. And I think you bring up an excellent point. When people look at various accounts, I think it's important to know what that account's goal is. Like if their goal is to gain weight, then okay, yes, you can have the white rice. It will help you attain that goal. Plus, if you're balancing it out with an adequate amount of exercise, then the calories will cancel each other out essentially in a in a in um in that in that sense. But if your goal is to maybe, you know, have clearer skin or improve your GI tract or to lose weight then exactly like you said, 
you got to go with the brown rice. It's totally, it's, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's actually a very good point. It doesn't mean you couldn't like have white rice, you know, exactly. ever, but it's mm-hmm. just the lifestyle and um, yeah, understanding like different accounts you see might have different goals. Somebody who's trying to put on mass and muscle might choose white on a more regular basis versus brown. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, I don't really truly believe that, you know, dieting should be all about deprivation. So if there is a day where maybe you go out to a restaurant and I mean, it's rare in this day and age that someone wouldn't have white and brown rice, but it happens. And so you have the white rice. I don't think you should completely guilt yourself about the fact that you had it because I mean, it'll be, it'll be okay. But overall, and yeah, depending on your goal, I'd say overall brown rice depend, but like we said, depending on what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Always depends. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next question is best green slash foods to eat for acneic skin. Curious to hear your take on this, Ash. Oh, that's fabulous. Okay. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge kale fan. Um, I, there's nothing against spinach, but if, if I, if I, if I had to decide at the end of the day, I prefer kale over spinach. Um, but that's mainly because I took a food sensitivity test and I found out that I have a sensitivity to spinach that actually kind of shocked me (laughs) because I used to eat a lot of it I love it so just for me personally um I would choose kale over um spinach I yeah I'm also a fan of broccoli that's also a huge one for me um yeah and then Peas are probably the next one. I'm a frozen peas girl too. Mm-hmm. I that's such an easy thing to pick up and throw in your pasta or like make as a little side. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. And but I would I would also like to pivot this back to you. I mean, what have you noticed from people seems to be the best leafy green or just green vegetable. Or, you know, it could have beta carotene in it. It could be a carrot. <laughs> but okay. yeah, what what for you are like, are the best vegetables that you've seen um, yes. people have found the, the most benefits with in terms of skin health? Okay. So from what I have learned and as far as research out there, so I like to consider gut health and hormone health and um, the overall big picture of health. But I think diversifying foods, especially fruits and vegetables, is underrated. So what I like to see is a just if somebody is like test, what is the optimal way to eat for an acne condition? I would say um, a couple things in regards to all those different factors. I mentioned hormones, gut health, um, lowering inflammation, I would suggest eating a high amount of fruits and veggies, diversifying that diet so we can benefit gut health. Um, Of course, greens and, and fruits that give us antioxidants, incorporating more low sugar fruits, but doesn't mean like you can never have bananas in your smoothie. I think everything can fit. And I'm a big advocate of a whole foods based diet and looking to have, you know, 
balanced meals and eating eating enough and eating regularly. I think that is very underrated when it comes to acne. A lot of times I see women who just don't have those balanced meals and maybe they're very busy and kind of running from task to task. They start the day out with just a big cup of coffee, no breakfast. Um, I would like to see somebody have like a little bit of something in the morning and have that with their coffee and maybe have something in the coffee so it's not Mm -hmm. um, so abrupt on their system. But incorporating good fats, protein, complex carbohydrates, and lots of fruits and veggies. Um, Dr. Aviva Ram is a really great resource too. Um, She talks about the acne nutrition connection and she favors like six to eight servings of fruits and veggies in the diet per day, which probably sounds like a lot to some people. (laughs) And like, if you're not even close to that, you could definitely, definitely start with a more approachable goal. But yeah, I would say leaning towards those more complex carbs when you can and just, you know, eating good fruits and veggies as, as we know we should and protein as well, of course. Yes. So I actually have a question for you because I feel like the majority of the times that Mm -hmm. I hear about tomatoes, it's that it causes inflammation, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's products out there that have tomato in them and they're promoted and someone's probably buying them. So I'm just curious to know, like, (laughs) what are your thoughts on tomatoes? Are you a a tomato girl? Are you here for them? Are you like, uh uh-uh, like you got to steer clear? I'm not. So, and I have, there are some estheticians such as Narita Joy, who she's from Australia, and they have a very in-depth esthetician program in the States. It really varies state to state, and you can have like 200 hours, you could be required to get 600. It could be a lot more in Australia. They definitely, definitely delve into the nutrition side of things more. And Narada does talk about some of these foods like citrus fruits or tomatoes potentially being acne triggering in the diet. So I've always thought that was interesting too, Ash. For me, when I'm seeing people with high levels of inflammation, chronic acne, and like more stubborn acne that has been difficult to clear for their entire life. Usually from my perspective, the factors inhibiting their progress is not tomatoes. So it's not where <laughs> I start. Like typically we there are ways we can look at certain acne trigger foods that I would say are higher on the list. Things like we mentioned, like these high glycemic foods, you know, high caffeine intake, what else? Spirulina, um, whey protein, dairy. These are things, alcohol too, things that I would consider mm-hmm. before tomatoes. And, you know, eventually <laughs> if we've like checked all of our boxes and their progress is still really, really stubborn, that might be a case where I would refer out to have those things evaluated for a potential allergy but classically (laughs) short answer I wouldn't say that's like a huge thing I look for you know you can get great antioxidants from it so for me the emphasis is on a whole foods diet and to me I think tomatoes can fit I'm here for it that's I I love that okay I have another question sorry I know it's your podcast but I I knew I was coming on to talk to you and this is a current event that just popped up 
Did you hear about Cameron Diaz's theory that she only needs to wash her face, like, what'd you say, twice a month? Oh, gosh. Have you heard? I, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't – we were talking about nutrition, but, I mean, the skin <laughs> is the largest organ on the body. So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. – I, I wanted to ask if you had heard anything. Obviously, I mean, I'm sure you wash your face twice a day. Um, yes. But, yeah, I was mm-hmm. just – I just think that – I just thought that was really interesting, and I was like, well, I'm coming on the podcast. Let me ask her. <laughs> no, I love that you asked that. I'm so curious. Okay, so Cameron Diaz came out with recently like a statement saying this is what she does. Yeah, it was basically saying that she never washes her face and she was like, um, and I mean, a bunch of people came out with articles like, my pores are just excessing oil just thinking about that. (laughs) I can totally see that. Um, So I think... It's it's frustrating as a professional. I think as you would feel if like a celebrity just with a, a great body who's probably getting all of the treatments has the best possible, you know, fitness coach, nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, esthetician and dermatologist like saying, you know, I never work out or I never eat vegetables. So that's almost the equivalent <laughs> for me. And yeah, it hurts my heart a little bit as a professional because I know some people are so vulnerable to hearing things like that. And you may not know, you may not have any educational background. You probably don't if you're just a consumer hearing this. And then your next thought is Cameron Diaz has great skin. I want to look like her. So I'm going to try that. I think there's also this like overemphasis on like leaning away from things that we need to do, basic hygiene practices, protecting <laughs> our skin from the sun. It's like when Gwyneth Paltrow says she's not a sunscreen wearer. Like, <laughs> You're like, what wait, do you, mean? you own goop. I'm confused. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, and, you know, you'll never, well, I shouldn't say never, but you will be hard pressed to find a professional who would ever recommend that and it also comes down to also like the person and and the the situation at hand like that advice would be harmful for your average person let alone somebody with rosacea or acne who needs to remove that oil and bacteria um to manage and maintain that condition and in every professional protocol there will be a call to wash your face morning and nighttime so yeah when people say things like that I just want to say like (laughs) cite a source give me something you can't just throw that out there the source is Cameron Diaz (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I just pulled it out it says she okay so she was interviewed for RuPaul's Drag Race BBC podcast And she said that she doesn't wash her face. She said, I literally do nothing. I like never wash my face twice a month if I'm lucky. So I just, I mean, because I just got your number two low foam and I'm like, I don't know if I can survive without it now. I'm like, girl, how does Cameron, like you said, she has a whole team. She, you know, but yeah, I just thought I had to ask you because I was curious. I have so so many questions. Is (laughs) she breaking out? Is she applying any other skincare? Is that skincare actually absorbing? Because her face must be 
somewhat dirty by now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is she applying sunscreen? Does she wash it off before bed? So, so many questions. We could really go down this rabbit hole, but yeah, I have to say I strongly disagree. Love Karen. Okay. Forever an icon, but maybe not your skincare expert. <laughs> yes, maybe not your skincare bestie, but yeah, you know, I, like okay. I said, just just felt like bringing it up because, I mean, I thought it was something <laughs> I could never go without, but I'm hey, you asked. yeah, I'm it was like a day ago. Asked. It was, yeah, so. <laughs> Back to you, Ash. Um, yes. We've got a question from somebody who says, help with easing into healthy alternatives when you have the palate of a toddler. Mm, hmm Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've learned in my nutrition program is that it's all about how a food looks. So for instance, besides taste, sight is the biggest trigger that will pull people away from eating certain foods. So I think it's about making the adjustment to eating something or creating something that actually looks like what you want. So for instance, Mm -hmm. I think that's why a company like Beyond Meat does well. It's because when you fully cook it, it looks like beef. I think, you know, maybe if you're a picky eater and you only like, I don't know, sweet potato, finding a different way to maybe slowly making not just the plain sweet potato, but maybe you start making like the sweet mashed potato with like a nut milk, or maybe you start adding sweet potato as a base to a smoothie. It sounds unconventional, but um, actually having a smoothie with sweet potato or um, pumpkin is is a great way to get that food in, especially for all of the fiber and the benefits uh, that it has. So that's what I would say is if you're looking at a food and you're like, I, I wouldn't have it just because of the way it looks, I would say, you know, try and find that slow and easy way to um, bridge the gap by making something else from that food, but by only adding maybe an ingredient or two. And then who knows? Mm-hmm. You may end up loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like there are so many good brands out there these days too that make it a little bit easier so like you know primal kitchen how they have really great sauces that you could totally pair with a more classically healthy meal like i don't know maybe a protein chicken you could use that as like a dipping sauce and have Mm -hmm. make your own chicken nuggets and have little carrots and celery on the side that you could dip something easy like that yeah, and I love too like Daily Harvest, which I feel like mm, you're you know you're a fan of. I know it's the best. So yeah, even you know trying different alternatives like that, like adding that in, seeing what you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Daily Harvest fan. Me too. Okay, we haven't talked about this, but yeah, I love it, and it's funny because we're both smoothie people and I know I could make some of these things mm-hmm. myself but there's something okay there's definitely something about the convenience of it not having to think like it's just the combinations already there for you you just throw it in a blender and I feel like that's so easy and you could totally make that before heading out to the spa heading out to a busy day at work and just have that in your cup holder yes and I love how it it comes packaged like it's it's ready yes. to help yes, yes. They thought of it all. 
Mm-hmm. They really did. Yep. Love Daily Harvest. Please sponsor me. There okay. is a great opportunity for you, Daily Harvest. Someone, <laughs> hopefully, in the Daily Harvest marketing team is listening to this podcast and they'll be like, Tess is the person we've wanted as an influencer for so long. <laughs> Thank goodness I found her. But yeah, you you would be perfectly matched for a, a collab or a partnership with them. So let's put that yeah, out there. Let's, yes. I would love to see that happen. Absolutely. Putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question, because we want to be respectful of your time, Ash. <laughs> Ooh, this one definitely could relate to us. Ooh, okay. I'm here for okay. a relevant question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in college and I'm tired of feeling gross from partying slash eating poorly. Mm. What are your tips? stop drinking <laughs> as I say laughing um no, <laughs> no I mean I mean we don't need to make it a PSA but there are benefits to minimizing your drinking I understand that there are societal aspects that are tied to drinking I think that's a big part of it though there are really great prepared foods at like a TJ's or a Trader Joe's, I would just say, you know, watch Mm. out for the sodium. But I I would say, you know, not everyone likes the food that's at their their calf, you know, and and I I get that that can be tricky. Um, I understand that that can be annoying. But yeah, I think also snacking. I think that's the biggest thing while studying is finding Mm those snacks that work for you <clears throat> that are a balance of healthy fats and protein. Um, like a big, I'm a big proponent of not eating what's called naked carbs. So essentially the concept is when you just eat a carb, it, you know, a big reason behind, you know, the keto diet and all of that is if your body isn't converting it into energy, it's just automatically storing it. Mm-hmm. food and then through scientific processes it can convert to fat all this stuff but if you have your carb with a protein or you have you know your apple with a nut butter you know you have the carb with the protein then it helps to balance it out and then we start talking about net carbs so mm-hmm. i would say you know getting a quick little pack of the portable nut butters i know justin's has one that's great And so, yeah, just finding quick ways to make those adjustments to your schedule. Um, And then, and then, yeah, (laughs) like I said earlier about the alcohol, if you can limit it, great. Obviously, I'm not here to pressure anyone into that lifestyle, but I'd say that helps. So, yeah, those are the two things, finding those healthy snacks, balancing out net carbs, and just finding the lifestyle adjustments that work for you, but I totally understand how it can be tricky, mm-hmm. especially with the stress load that college comes with. Um, but whoever this is that asked the question, you got this. Yes. I, I already know you're you're listening to Tess. You're you're a well-rounded <laughs> individual. You can get this done for sure. That's tough because I feel like when I think of myself in college, I do not recognize her. I just, mm-hmm. I, we also didn't have the education that I feel like, you know, Gen Z does now. So I didn't really know any better. And I mean, when I just think about like how I felt, 
it wasn't, I did not feel good, but I don't know if I would have been able to like redirect necessarily just not to say you can't do it, but I think you have to be more conscious of it. Mm -hmm. What about like if somebody's in a social setting, like a party, is there another drink that you like? I know you like your sparkling beverages. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Honestly, I'm a big fan of the sparkling beverages, but I know like rolling up to a fraternity party with your sparkling Waterloo or sparkling LaCroix, they're like, is that the chaser or (laughs) what is this for? (laughs) Who brought, who brought them? No, I'm just kidding. That won't happen. But there are a lot of alchemy spirits, what they're calling them on the market. Um, I'm a big fan yes. of a female-owned company called Bon Buzz. So it has a bunch of adaptogens, nootropics. Um, it's there, it's gluten-free. There's zero sugar or minimal sugar. I have to double check on that. But that's one that I really like or enjoy. But I also understand, you know, obviously take it at your own pace because like you said, when you're in – that social group where it could be about, you know, it's, it's your group that you go and drink with and that's how you meet people. I, I understand. So I'm not here to say that it's, it's easy by any means, but you know, I'd say if you're interested in making that lifestyle switch, I would say research the different alchemy spirits that are out there and see if it's Mm -hmm. something that you might be interested in trying. Okay, I'm glad you brought these up. What what are these drinks like? What is the benefit of consuming adaptogens? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So I think overall, like not just because of um, the benefits that it has for your overall health, but they really help with uh, stress management. I think there was a study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that was talking about this. and that's when I first kind of heard about them. And then from there, like I said, my friend created Bond Buzz. And yeah, she created Bond Buzz. And just to kind of go slightly into her story, yeah, she basically just, she decided to make a lifestyle switch to not drink anymore. And so she decided to create this company and, you know, it's been doing well. And I think Yeah, I think if people are interested, you know, you can get them from a drink like Bond Buzz. There's also different companies, like I think um, Athletic Greens, I think might be one um, that has, you know, powders with it. But yeah, there's a lot of different studies that talk about the different like physical, chemical, and biological effects that it can have on your body's stress response system. So that's yeah, that's kind of why why I like them. But yeah, I think, like we said before, <laughs> if you can do anything that may help to minimize stress, whether it be to, you know, find a drink that has adaptogens in it or just find different lifestyle changes that can be made, I think, yes, yes I think whatever helps, it'll help for your overall health and for your skin you know, time back into what you're all about. Um, and then just, you know, it's about being happier overall. So yes. that's the research that I have 
gathered from it. I, I should read more papers in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition about it, but yeah. No, that's definitely so, so valuable. And I love the suggestion of drinking something that will improve your mood, improve your stress levels. There's definitely people who are listening to this section, like I'm not giving up my my drinks. And, you know, some people really find joy in that. I have a lot of friends who are very social and just like, it is so fun for them. And it is kind of a hobby to drink and, and be social. And some people love that, but I think there are also people who, who know inside, like, this is no longer serving me. I don't like the decisions I make when I drink. I don't like how I feel. I see it in my skin and it can be really hard on hormones in general and sleep patterns. So lots of ways alcohol can affect us. I really, can I just say, I really appreciate how candid and open this conversation is just because like you said, I don't think a lot of people talk about it <laughs> because as it, as much as it shouldn't be taboo, it's it's a very um, I don't want to say easy because, like you said, everyone likes alcohol to a certain extent, but it is a, a lifestyle change that can benefit you. And I'm a person that personally has started to drink less and have seen the benefits of it. So I I just, I really like that this conversation is being had. So I appreciate you for having a platform to be able to not just talk about this, <laughs> but, you know, to talk about uh, skincare and overall health and finding your why and your passion in life. It's important. Absolutely. Ash, thank you so much for joining us. You will have to come back. My door is always open. You're always welcome. Thank you for sharing all that you did. Could you tell us where we can find you on social media? And if anybody is interested in booking a free nutrition consultation with you, how can they reach you? Yes. So I can be reached on Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. My handles are at Abundant Ashley Eats. But the real proper way to holla at your girl, <laughs> besides sliding in my DMs, is uh, reaching out to me through my website. So my website is AbundantAshley.com. Um, I'm all about living an abundant lifestyle. Both of the words Abundant and Ashley start with an A. It, it just worked together. So yeah, you can connect with me at AbundantAshley.com and like has said, I am offering free consultations. And I also wanted to have a quick little Oprah moment for anyone who is listening to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for whoever, and I didn't even run this by Tess, whoever signs up for um, a treatment with Tess, like anytime within the month of April, I would like to gift them a low foam number two. On me. What? Yeah, <laughs> I hope that's okay. No, I just like, I will send it. You're <laughs> not paying for it. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's I, I just I just want to say I, I really like it. I need to do like a get ready with me day in my life video with this. It's just it's like so soft and I love that you great. Love it. But, you but yeah. Well, okay. I wanted to ask can would you do you think your skin type would agree with the Number one, can I send that to you? 
Yeah. Oh, send it to me. Girl, I was already thinking about buying one after this episode. (laughs) I'll put it in the mail today. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Wow. Thank you so much. Yes. I do think it would help me remove my makeup, right? I can use it for that and for as a shave gel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm a big, yeah. yeah. That's really anyone can use it. So I don't know why. I asked, but just in case, I don't know, you had an aversion to an ingredient. You know, you know, and I genuinely appreciate that instead of just, you know, pushing your product, you're just like, I care. You do. Which, yeah. Do you think? And then I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at all the <laughs> ingredients. I never want to compromise on my skincare, on my life. So, no, wow. No, you are an angel. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Ash. Okay. So what's our giveaway? What are we doing here? Well, I really wanted to give someone... A low foam for the next person who signs up for um, for a consultation with you to come okay. in. And, yeah, I, I mean, genuinely, like on me. So you know, it's a little. What do you call that? It's, I'm I'm giving and I'm also receiving. So you're sending me one, but I would love the next person who signs up for a skincare consultation with Tess to get her amazing advice. I'm gonna gift you. It's on me. A low foam. And I just, uh, yeah, I would love, love nothing more than to do that. So hopefully that's okay with you. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. But yeah, it has to be, you have to sign up. So you have to sign up for okay. actually one of her consultations. And then, okay. yeah. We'll yeah. see the next one that comes in. I'm sending you a low foam. Ashley's favorite cleanser that she's tried of the set so far. And why don't we do this? I'll send them over to you, which they can do anyway, but I'll tell them little consult with Ash is included. But any of you listening who feel like you could benefit from Ashley's nutrition advice, go ahead and contact her. You will have a great chat, probably become close friends. She's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Ash, for joining us. Yes, of you. course. And back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I definitely would love to come back. Thanks so much for having me and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode next Tuesday. Wait, don't go away just yet. I want to make sure the giveaway instructions are super clear. And thank you to Ashley for this idea. So we want to give away one low foam cleanser. This is the first cleanser Ashley has tried in the set. It is her favorite and it is just a beautiful go-to cleanser. It is soap-free, SLS-free, fragrance-free, and great for all skin types. So Whoever signs up for a virtual consultation with me must also follow Ashley's nutrition account and my esthetician account. Those will be linked in the show notes below. So the first person to book that consult who is also following those two accounts will receive my low foam cleanser on us. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy following Ashley. She is just... She's just the best. I love her. I'm so glad I got to share her with you. And I hope she'll be back for more, especially as my nutrition training and education progresses. Love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you next week.